out there. Welcome to Romance Readers Seeking Bestsellers, the podcast that brings you the future bestsellers of the romance genre. I'm your host, Isabel Peterson, and thrilled that you're listening while you're walking the dog, driving to or from work or errands, I don't know, doing housework, whatever it is you do while listening to your podcasts. Thank you. My mission here is simple, not only to bring you books that will make your heart skip a beat, but to introduce you to hidden gems, authors and books that aren't necessarily all over the socials. So whether you're a seasoned romance aficionado looking for your next literary crush or uh, someone new to the genre eager to discover the magic of love between the pages, this podcast is for you. If you haven't already, go ahead and click on follow or subscribe or whatever it is you do for this show on your preferred podcatcher. You never know if it's this episode or the next one where you just might find your next favorite author. So are you ready to take a chance on a book that's not all over book talk and bookstagram and book book, which is what I think they should call the book world on Facebook. Are you ready to uncover new books with all the feels and swoon worthy heroes possibly written by an author you've not heard of yet? Well, I'm happy to do the introducing, so let's discover some future bestsellers together. Today I have a super fan who wants you to know about the book Coming Clean by Jen Trin, and I talked to author Mariah Kingsley with her new release, Daywalker's Revenge. So let's do it. second episode of this new season and thank you to everyone who listened to the last episode and um, the nice messages I got uh, over this past week. It really means a lot to me and um, so thank you. I would like to thank our new Patreon supporters. Um, Thank you very much for joining. Uh, Thank you and welcome to Leslie Bernuccio and Brianna Lynn. Brianna was on that last episode. She's actually going to be in Patreon tonight, Monday, September 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to do a little party, so if you're a Patreon supporter, be sure you're tuning in. You'll get an email reminder um, and a message in your patron inbox to remind you of that with the Zoom link, and I'm so excited for that. The October calendar for all the things coming up should be live right now and things like our first Friday trivia that's going to get started uh, with the trivia questions being released on Friday there's going to be book club we're still deciding on the book so if you're one of our patrons go ahead and shoot me a suggestion I'm trying to find one that we will all love and um, or at least be interested to read (laughs) and um, we're gonna have a hangout on the second Tuesday I'm still working on our Patreon month-end author Zoom party, both what to call it officially and and who's going to be our host, but it's all coming. So Patreon, $3 a month right now. We are going to soon have those tiers. We're going to tier those out, uh, the the benefits. So that's going to be happening in this next month, so probably by November that should be all set. So 3 bucks a month right now. Just hop over, join, support us. And I love you from the bottom of my heart for supporting us. Thank you. And a couple of other ways you can still support the podcast. If you didn't want to do Patreon, there is a GoFundMe. You can uh, just donate once and be done. Or, um, and if you don't have any funds to share uh, with, the, with our mission with this podcast, uh, helping future bestsellers, more about that in a second, you can always leave a rating and or a review for the show also share with your friends. So thanks in advance for that. We are about $130 toward our next future romance bestseller grant. So I'm going to start to get things moving for that. But if you're an as of yet undiscovered bestselling author, um, you've been in it for a while and you just haven't hit the list, we are going to be having a grant. There's going to be an application or it'll be our second grant, but uh, the applications will be out soon. I'll have more information on that coming up. Let's see what else. Um, So we always talked about what we are reading. So I am currently still reading Salt by Sierra Simone. Oh my God, it's so good. I cannot stand it. And um, 
so tired from being up so late reading. <laughs> and I'm also reading the Aloha Anthology. There are more than 40 authors uh, that were involved in this project. It's an amazing project, all raising funds for uh, Maui, Hawaii, and the horrific fires that devastated so much happening over there. And on the nonfiction side, I'm reading The Artful Edit by Susan Bell. That is, um, it's required reading for the book coaching program I'm going through right now. Um, but it's a fantastic, fantastic book, and it's like it's helping me as an author as well. So, I love that. Um, the book coaching. I have two uh, Practicum One clients that I'm working with right now, and waiting for their uh, material so that I can give them their feedback and have calls on that. I've also sent back notes to a client I've been working with since before the book coaching program. We're getting near the end of her. Um, of her draft, and so I've got some time back. <laughs> I'll probably fill it with a new client if someone asks, and if you're thinking, go ahead and message me. Um, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. You can email me at um, izzy at romancereaderspodcast.com. How about that? We have a new email. Woohoo! <laughs> I'll have that link in the show notes. But um, my own authoring, I was rewriting my dream series, because I had a book seven begging to be told. It's been like whispering in my ear for, oh, I don't know, two years now. Um, it's a series I finished in 2016, uh, but I'm a much stronger author these days, so releasing book seven with books one through six that were my first books I ever wrote <laughs> seemed kind of weird, but um, the first book when I was editing that and rewriting that, things just started happening with that story um, and took it in a very different direction. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to leave the original books the way they are. And I'm going to use all that material from the rewrite for a whole different series. So at least I'm going to be using that rewrite work just in a different way. And um, I'm plugging ahead uh, with book seven. So working on that. And uh, I don't, it's not going to take me too, too much longer. I, I've made great progress. So there you go. Well, enough about me. Here comes my interview with Superfan Have to Kiss. Okay, podcast listeners, romance readers, I have got to kiss today with me. She is our Superfan of the day. She brought a book that has been out for about five months now. And as I was going through the reviews of this book on both Amazon and Goodreads, but mostly on Goodreads, I am shocked that there are so few reviews and they're all like art reviews. Readers, you have to get out there and review the book. I'm sorry that if you loved it, liked it, it was good, put a review out. It doesn't cost you anything. Okay. So, <laughs> Kata, say hello. Hello. <laughs> So, well, welcome, welcome. Um, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. So, um, tell our listeners, tell our romance readers who you are and um, what you do you, besides reading books because we, we all read. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Kata. I am a about to publish my first book, so that's very oh, exciting and super. frightening. Awesome. Yes. Um, and then I have a day job in communications, um, which is interesting, but does not intersect. <laughs> Delivery. <Okay. laughs> uh, I have uh, two cats who are adorable little demons yes. and um, a partner who I've been with for uh, an insane amount of time, if you know how old I am. <laughs> okay. That is that is very cryptic, and um, I will ask more questions, but maybe after we turned off the camera, since you wanted to be. <laughs> oh no, it's all right. We've been together since high school, so. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. There, there are some that last forever. I met my husband when I was nineteen. Oh wow. And we are married thirty some odd years. No, thirty. <laughs> this past summer. That's awesome. So that's all right. Yeah, you can make decisions when you're young. And sometimes they work out. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. So you said you're also an author with your debut novel. Tell me yes. more. Um, so my debut novel is Love in the Liner Notes. It is the first book in a series, uh, the Pagan and Pop Stars series. Or, yes, Pagans and Pop Stars series. I know what it is. I swear. Pagans I and Pop Stars. Sounds <laughs> Halloween-y. Yeah, it's kind of. So um, <laughs> it's, 
it's I'm sort of playing with the intersection of people who are actually witches in the real world and like pagans in the real world All right. and like how that intersects with real life and then I'm putting in pop stars because why not make a little fantasy in there as well absolutely <laughs> absolutely it sounds like a whole lot of awesome stuff in there um and and so this was your your debut yeah yeah yep. and it That's- features a, a witchy sex educator and a washed up pop star trying to I make love it I am here for all of that that sounds fantastic when is this coming out it is coming out October 28th <gasps> that's so exciting that's right before my birthday oh I will buy that as a birthday gift to me why thank you <laughs> absolutely um that is so fun and who inspired you to write what inspired you to write hey um you know that's I've been writing since I was like a kid Okay. Which is funny because for a long time, my parents thought I had a learning disorder because I hated writing in school. Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> and so, like, I, I, like, went to a therapist for for a second and everything, and it turned out I just didn't like school work. Oh, well, I'm right with you. Oh, that is awesome. And so, you've been writing forever. Have you been reading romance forever? Or when did you start reading romance? So I had this like period where I read romance when I was like a teenager mm-hmm. and it was sort of like, you know, I had that like internalized misogyny. Oh no, it's for, it's for girls, you know, uh. <laughs> the, the cool stuff. Cause I was, a, I was a massive tomboy in high school, Okay, at, but I still read all the Twilight books. Okay. <laughs> um, so Got that, it. <laughs> and that was before the movie came out. And then I like had this complete reversal of opinion because I hated the way the fourth book took place. Mm. But anyway, um, <laughs> and then I we found romance in college um, with Jennifer Cruzy, yeah, Bob Mayers, uh, Agnes and the Hitman. Yes, and that just like brought me back. I mean, I had been reading urban fantasy, which is kind of on the edge. Sure, but that just like brought me back into romance and like I stopped going to my university library which shelved the fiction like everywhere and Whoa. went to the um the the local library which gotcha. actually had a, a system that made sense <laughs> like, and um and I just was taking out books by the stack I knew my library card number by heart that was oh, like wow. when I was going that is awesome that is the best. Mm-hmm. So so I got the sense, though, that you don't read entirely in just romance. You read outside of, and that's great. So what are uh, re- the genres outside of romance that you read? Um, so I, I love sci-fi and fantasy. I love reading nonfiction. I do a lot of, probably, mm-hmm. and it's like an over amount of research for the books that I read. Okay. So <laughs> like I, memoirs or biographies? Or... Like sex education books. Mm-hmm. Um, like all kinds of like I'm reading a book on the disability justice movement right now. Okay. Wow. Super interesting. Um I just I read whatever like uh packs my fancy but um or pricks my what's the phrase that like keeps your interest. Keeps my interest, yes. Sure. <laughs> my um but I I found that like these days I've sort of gravitated away from like the really hardcore like angsty stuff because it's mm. just I need like even though I definitely write angst in my work okay. it, like I need I don't need to read about like people getting raped all the time yeah no I I have a harder time I have a hard time with those those harder topics as well yeah. like yeah. The, really, the dark romance which I discovered is like a whole big subgenre I had not known about only recently yeah. I like if if your hero is an actual psychopath who like is mm-hmm. stalking mm-hmm. heroin, it's not for me. <laughs> no, I, I can't do that either. I'm like, life is too. I read to escape into something where I would want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I hear you. I hear you. No, I'm not a dark. I'm not a dark reader either. So. Um, do you have a particular like subtrope within? So speaking of dark, so it's not dark, but do you have a favorite trope or subgenre? Like, so I, paranormal, right? With witches. Oh yes, I love I love paranormal. Uh, I love contemporary. Um, 
I just I really like a range of stuff. I'm I have stuff that I don't like. Like I'm not a fan of Secret Baby. Um, Second Chance can sometimes be a hard sell for me. But sure. like I love Enemies to Lovers. Uh, I love the rom com. I love mm-hmm. uh, Force, Force Proximity is a great one. Yeah. Um, celebrity romances, obviously. You know stuff like that. There you go. If it's like Hurt Comfort is also a good one. Mm-hmm. Like. That's that's one I love. So give me an example of that one. So that's like someone, like the characters hate each other, but one of them gets hurt and the other one has to take care of them. Like Nightingale kind of in a way. Yeah. Gotcha. I hadn't heard it called that before. So I think it's like a fanfic term that sort of has (sighs) become coming into the genre more. It could be. I don't, I have never done fanfic. I've never read it. And I, I I don't have time. I'm I have so much going on. I if I add one more catnip to my <laughs> docket, I will never sleep. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I read a little bit in college, but I never got into it as much. It's partially because I just can't read on my computer. So oh, right. It's just like it kills my eyes. Gotcha. And I, I'm like only an e-reader. I paperbacks. I have zero use for them. <laughs> Do you do, um, how much do you read? Do you read a lot? Do you read a little? Are you a fast reader, slow reader? Where do, where do you categorize yourself in that? I think I'm a pretty fast reader unless I'm busy or stressed and then my brain can't focus. Sure. Um, I thought I read a lot and then I discovered books grammars who read 400 books a year and I was like, I oh, not. <laughs> I'd love to be able to, but yeah. Right. So um, I read about like 10 books a month, I'd say. Wow, that's a lot. I think it comes out to about a hundred some books a year. I only know this because of Goodreads. Yes. Thank you, Goodreads, right? Goodreads. <laughs> and have your readings habits changed over the past couple of years, five years, ten years? Like or has that been like your norm? Other than like oh. the occasional time when you're stressed? I think so. I think my stress has taken different shapes over the years. So it's like it used to be I would just like retreat into the book and I'd be fine. And now my brain is like, No, we have things to do. We gotta do this, we gotta do that. And I'm like, I adulting. Don't be, yeah, adulting. <laughs> now, do you DNF books? If you find a book that you're reading and you're just like not connecting with you, do you DNF it? Do you like go back to it? Um, or do like, do you have like, what are your DNF rules? If there are so, any. Um, generally, I'd like to give about 50 pages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have DNF books on the first page. Okay. I will admit. And it was just like, I knew the voice was not going to resonate with and then will you go back to that? Like maybe it's a mood thing or it just depends. Like, um, So sometimes it's very rare that I'll go back. Sometimes I'll like put a book down for a while and I'll be like, you know, this is my brain, I think. Mm-hmm. I need something that like is a little more hooky than this is. This is too quiet for me right now. And I'll come back and I'm, you, sometimes I'm like, right. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like, um, what was Alexis Hall's book? I forget the, uh, the one that really blew up. Boyfriend material? Yes, that one. So I like read the first couple pages and I was like, my brain is not in the right space for that. And I came back to it and I loved it. Yeah. Um, but that was a great one. Yeah. A lot of times I won't go back unless my book club is reading it. Or mm, mm-hmm. but usually like I know my, my own brain. Like, So with the book, how do you find the books that you're going to read? Do you follow certain, inst- do you follow certain influencers or, um, like yeah, I'll, I'll follow some bookstagrammers and that's some things, but I also follow bookstores. Um, uh-huh. I do uh, and library and library and uh, smart bitches trashy books is like a love big, them. I love them. Um, and I, I I started following a lot of authors too, mm-hmm. and that has helped me. Um, that's actually how I found this book because I followed this author. I think off of a some sort of giveaway thing mm-hmm. um and so and then I saw her book and I was like "Ooh, this sounds interesting um and mm. then I I went to Steam and BitCon and I knew she was there and I was like I'm gonna buy the book from her and it was great oh that is yeah. awesome so you bought a you bought a paperback at a signing from her I did Da-da-da, it's in her hands ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and it's <laughs> And she was like delightful. So if you ever get a chance to see Gentrin in person, I mm-hmm. highly recommend it. So the book you brought us, because mm-hmm. 
like we we I don't do the video version of of the uh, podcasting. I haven't figured it out. It's just like one more thing, and I don't have the bandwidth right now. Absolutely. But the book you brought is called Coming Clean by mm-hmm. Jen Trin. Would you like to read the book description, or would you like me to? Um, I can read it if you like. Sure, go for it. All right. Makes two lonely misfits, one aloof rabbit, a black bag of shrimp chips, and what do you get? A terrific scandal. Diana Dai Ho is a goth fashion designer failing to make it in L.A. After begging the universe for a sign, she's answered by the narcissist hiding next door. A-list actor Darian Lee, known to his fans as Prince Charming, or sometimes Space Darcy. Both desperate for distraction, the two find comfort in each other's arms. But when their night of passion is caught on camera, they're forced to work together to cover up their mistake despite assuming the absolute worst about each other. While cautiously collaborating, they begin to realize things are not as they seem, and there's more binding them together than their burning attraction. Soon they're caught in a patchwork of lies, and the only way to cut ties is, uh, the only way out is to cut ties or come clean to each other, the public, and themselves. But does Prince Charming belong with a dark, moody princess, or was he never that sunny to begin with? Awesome. So yeah, um, on on uh, Amazon, there's only 15 ratings, which isn't always number of reviews, and only 24 on uh, on Goodreads. But they're great reviews. Tell me, uh, tell me more about these characters and 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 things not in the book description. What is it you loved about this book, and mm-hmm. and how do we get more people to read it and review it? <laughs> well, um, so I really love Die. She's, like, so goth, and that, like, really speaks to me as someone who was, like, a punk goth in high school and is still kind of mm-hmm. on that level, and she's still, like, a goth in her 30s, and she's not a goth because she had some big trauma. She's a goth because she likes the lifestyle, and she loves the music, which is, like, okay. a big part of that, and she is super spiky, super grumpy, kind of bitchy, and I love it. I love a heroine with a, with snark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, I love that she also is not successful. Like, I feel like some of these heroines, they're like, I'm 25 and I'm a CEO. Oh, and, yeah. Yes. And now they're like, and it took me like five years to get here, but I had no help. And it's like, ah, <laughs> as someone like in their 30s, you know finally publishing their first book i was like oh my god finally someone who's not made it in their 30s and what about darian he is he's really interesting because he's sort of caught in this like fame machine um he's with am i allowed to do spoilers in this or um let's keep it to i mean if it's in like the first 20 percent of the book i think that's okay because that's in the sample yeah so he's he's been in this like power couple basically and it's falling apart but Ooh. you know keeping up appearances um until her movie comes out so he's okay, sort so of he's the, he's the spouse of the celebrity well he they're they're both celebrities okay and they're, they're not married but they're engaged okay. and they're supposed to be this perfect like couple they got together the it couple like, yeah, the it couple. They got together in his first movie. They had beautiful chemistry, mm-hmm. all falling apart, and it's like tearing his family apart because his brother's involved. So we uh, got some like true emotions in here. Oh yeah, yeah, and he can't it. tell anyone. He can't tell anyone because it could all be like a big thing. And he sleeps with Die in the first twenty pages. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Glorious. It's super hot. But yeah. she doesn't know. And he tells her a different name. <gasps> and then she finds out because they get caught, like he's leaving her uh, balcony. And they get caught by some influencers who are having a big proposal thing. Which is so much better than like a miscommunication trope because mm-hmm. those drive me bananas. So this one oh, yeah. is just straight up lying. And, and, and that should be interesting how they can overcome that. Well, and I love that because I hate the miscommunication thing too. Yes. I, I I, I think everyone does. Recently where they, he, the guy, one guy just didn't want to tell the girl something, and he just mm-hmm. did, for, and it became the thing that was the whole roadblock to the relationship. And I was like, uh. we'll just have this conversation. We <laughs> be an adult. <laughs> but 
in this book, Darian cannot have this conversation because he's endangering his career, which he feels is very tied to his girlfriend's. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and really? so and it talks a lot about, like, he also has the burden of representation because in this world, he's, like, the big Asian actor. Right. And that was another thing I saw about this book that I thought was awesome is that there are Asian heroes. Mm-hmm. Asian yeah. hero and heroine. I love that. I love that. Yeah, both the MCs are, are Asian, and I think that is that's we need more of this, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what is it about the and and you can say everything, but um, like so the bestseller quality then is it? It's the language, it's the characters, it's the pacing. Was I there think something? It's the voiciness. So it's like it's got this really funny voice that manages to sort of keep balance between the fluffiness, the angstiness, and keep it like the pace going really fast so it's fun oh I love that I read it really fast I was like I read it on a trip to LA which was very apropos and it was like I well and it takes place in LA I was reading it on the plane and I couldn't believe how much I got through on like you know the one hour hop because I'm I live in northern California so it's like a one hour oh okay gotcha and I was like wow I'm like a third of the ways of this book and then I did my work trip and I barely got time to read and I was on the plane again and I was like, wow, I got another third of the way through the book. And it was that is awesome. I love that. I love the books that like suck you in so bad. Like you can't, I will pick up a book and I'll start reading it and I'm like, okay, I got to go to bed. And then I'll close my eyes and I'm like, nope, I have to pick this book back up again. I need one more chapter. This is why I can't <laughs> read more than like two, three hours before bed because then I'll be sitting yeah. there like, oh my God, but I got to know more. <laughs> and that's like my only reading time is at night because like during the day I'm just I'm so busy with the other things I do in my life but yeah that is awesome well this was so much fun um thank you for bringing this book to me this is one I am definitely gonna pick up because I like that it's on um, it's a little bit of it's it's not Halloween but it's Halloween adjacent mm-hmm. right I think that with the goth element I yeah. think that works and she's creating her own goth sustainable fashion line, which sounded so cool. Oh, that does sound cool. Well, Kata, thank you so, so much for coming on. Good luck with your own release next month. Thank that you. is so exciting. And uh, maybe we'll have to have you back on with the show. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if it's not with this one, if it, maybe it's, is this going to be a series, the one you're writing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me know early okay. when this, when the next one. And then we will go from there. I promise. We'll be on the top of my list. Top of your list. You hear that, readers? <laughs> Romance readers, we're getting caught up early because we are at the top of the list. I'm so excited. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again so much for coming and for bringing Coming Clean by Jen Trin to us. And you have an awesome reading week, okay? Thank you. You too. I would like to thank the sponsor of this episode, Elena Markham, the author of Once More With You. Elena Markham writes emotionally rich contemporary romances about dreams, love, and taking a chance on both. Her stories reflect her belief that life is about the passions we pursue, the people who support us along the way, and never giving up on what we want. She can't start work without coffee, fall asleep without reading, or listen to Broadway musicals without singing along. She says she does it badly. The jury's out on that for me. (laughs) She loves to spend time with her husband and sons, as well as weekends with girlfriends, rom-coms and old movies, and anything that sparkles. Feel free to join her on her ongoing quest for the perfect planner, the best diner breakfasts, and the gooeyest chocolate chip cookie. In the meantime, she hopes you'll enjoy spending time with her sexy books, where you'll find strong heroines, heroes who find them irresistible, and at least one scene involving comfort food. And this is what her book, Once More With You, is about. One small town, two broken hearts, and a spark they can't extinguish. Theo Hansen has returned to Fable Notch, something he swore he would never do. But when work and family calls, the Army veteran reluctantly offers his arson investigation experience to help uncover the culprit behind a series of attacks. Unfortunately, this particular pyromaniac leads Theo straight into the path of an old flame. Eden Barrett is struggling to find her feet and her self-esteem in the debris of a confidence-crushing marriage. Losing her apartment to the local firebug 
adds to the mess and her temporary accommodation is invaded by the man who broke her teenage heart. So much for her fresh start. As old feelings awaken, Theo and Eden realize that it's impossible to ignore their connection. But as they attempt to navigate the hurts of the past, the pair are forced to confront a question that's haunted them both for over a decade. Were they right to end their relationship? Even as danger draws near, their growing attraction drowns out the doubts left by their past. Except the last time Theo and Eden were this close, they both got burnt. And catching the arsonist may not be enough to save what they've rediscovered. Because when sparks fly, they either ignite a lasting love or turn everything to ash. Welcome to the captivating first book of the Fable Notch series where retold fairy tales come true in the mountains of New Hampshire. Featuring a steamy second chance at first love and tons of small town charm, Once More With You delivers heart-fluttering romance and feel-good flirtation by the armful. Start the Fable Notch series for free with Once More With You. Read, uh, for readers who want their steamy romance blended with the comfort of small towns, found family, and no small amount of furry friends, you'll love this second chance at first love romance. I think it's also worth noting that book five of the series, Bring Back Her Heart, a brother's best friend small town contemporary romance released just a week or so ago. So pick up once more for you and keep going with the Fabled Notch series. Thanks again, Elena, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, romance readers, listeners, I have the honor of having Mariah Kingsley here with me today. On uh-huh. August 31st, she, oh, you can say huh? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, y'all. <laughs> on August 31st, she released her, wait, what number book is this of yours? Oh, 23. Her 23rd book, y'all. Um, this one is titled Daywalker Revenge. It is a part of the Rise of the Dread series. And I learned about five minutes ago that there's this, oh, so, I knew a little bit earlier than five minutes ago. This is one book in 21 of a multi-author world, mm-hmm. but also that this is only one of this particular world is one of the seasons. How cool is that? There's going right. to be so much for you guys to read for this whole series. So you're going to want to stay tuned right. and listen to all of it. This is Mariah's author bio. <laughs> USA Today bestselling author Mariah Kingsley was a stay-at-home mom that wrote while her family slept. She still does. She mm-hmm. wrote about dirty talking alpha males who had a thing for spankings and handcuffs. Because who doesn't? Okay. Uh, now Mariah Kingsley writes about love, life, murder, and toe-curling sex. The concept of what happens after happily ever after changed her life. Now a blushing mom who never imagined she would run across her work on her mother's Kindle loves the life. The author, blogger, and avid reader, now there are several books that she is proud of. Don't let the titles fool you. The stories will change your idea of life and love. So welcome to the podcast, Mariah, and congratulations. Thank Um, you. (laughs) How's things going? Uh, They're going. (laughs) (laughs) They're going. Everything's okay. It's been a heck of a week, but I'm okay. Yeah, and, you know, release week, release month, and then. I release every six weeks. Yeah, Um, and and she she releases a she releases a book every six weeks. Is yeah. that I? Yeah, she's busy. So <laughs> I'm so honored to have her for just a, a quick part of one of her days. Um, yeah. But before we talk about your book, I want to know more about you. Tell me, like, did you always want to be an author? Um, when did you first publish? Let it rip. Okay, so did I always want to be an author? I, I always read. Um, I had older parents, and so um, my father taught me how to read really early and I was like four or five reading big books Excellent. Um, and so um, what ended up happening was he would tell me um, to tell my like go to bed and I was like will you tell me a story tell yourself a story like tell yourself a story (laughs) tell yourself a story oh your dad's got some sass I like it (laughs) and so um, I just started telling myself a story every day and sometimes the story would continue um sometimes not but I would always have a story and so my father was dying of Alzheimer's 
and I was having a hard time sleeping. Sure. And um, in the back of my head, he was like, tell yourself a story. <laughs> and so that's how when February started. I started, instead of telling myself a story, I wrote it down. Okay. And um, I had an aunt, her name was Toretta, and ironically, today is the eighth year anniversary of her death. Oh, well, we'll say, send out some good vibes for Send out some good vibes to her. But I, she came by the house one day, and I had this binder in my bookshelf. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was as far as it was going to go. It was going to just be on in a binder in my bookshelf. And she's like, girl, why you got a binder in a bookshelf? What is that? I said, oh, it's the story I wrote nothing major uh-huh. and she was like okay and uh she took it without telling me <gasps> oh took it off my shelf and um the next day she calls me and she was like it needs some work but it's a good story i love that and i what's was like auntie's background what's auntie's background she was an accountant for texaco Okay. One of the first black accountants in Houston for Texaco. Um, she was a beautiful soul. She was funny. She was inspirational. She was always on my behind about being better. Because I just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to be this mom. I wanted to be a super mom. Yeah. And um, she told me, she said, what happens when they grow when they grow up? Then what do you, what's the goal then? And I was like, I, I don't know. So your auntie, your your author career is auntie's fault. It is, <laughs> and she was an avid reader. I'm gonna guess. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Great. so that's how I started. I just started writing, and then the first book came out. And of course, I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know a thing about tropes or all the things. And complex. Yeah. Of, all the no. Things. None of that. I just wrote a story. <laughs> that's right. And so, um, and when was that one? When did that book oh, come out? In fact, the anniversary that's coming up, October the 23rd of 2011. Okay. And then, um, I wrote another book the next year and another book the year after that. And then, um, I stopped writing cause I got busy. I got sick. Just. A lot of stuff happened, but yeah, I had all kids these... running around. So yeah, I was I was a foster mom. That was that was, you know I, again I wanted to be a super mom. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, but you have to honor that first passion. You do. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. It's your time. I look at that nine year old. I'm thinking to myself sometimes, what was I thinking? <laughs> Especially oh, so it. close to being done. Oh, yeah. I love him dearly. He just drives yes, me foolish. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I I just write now. No, that's great. And you're showing, you're giving a great example though to all your kids that you can still do stuff even if you're not having a traditional job. Oh yeah. And yeah. other passions and stuff like that. I think it's great. Yeah. They, and the it. bad thing is that they know what they, uh, KDP hits. They're like, it's the 26th mom. love it okay well it is that author life stuff you know and now you're traditional or indie i'm indie strength to indie i love it (laughs) and um so your other books out are they standalones are they series tell us a little bit about that okay so there everything can be read as a standalone okay but if you want the full picture, then you need to read everything in that series. So, um, I guess one example of not a standalone is one called um, the Broken series. Um, it's one. The one that you sponsored the podcast with last week. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, listeners, she's going to talk about the series that was advertised last week. So, go ahead. Floors again, yours. Sorry about that. So the Broken series is semi, very semi autobiography. Oh. Um, It's about, it starts off in a a teenager-like mindset. And it's a girl who is a nerd. And um, 
she has a secret. Her mother has uh, schizophrenia. Oh. And she's hiding it from the school. Sure. And that's a lot to deal with. That's a lot to deal with. So she's a, it's an adult concept. Um, her name is Jade and she has a mother with schizophrenia. Yeah. And she's hiding it from everyone. The high school bad boy mm-hmm. has a crush on her and he wants her bad. Mm-hmm. And he talks the teacher into allowing them to do a group assignment together. <laughs> and he kind of pushes his way into a house. Okay. And once he sees the situation, he is also a child living an adult life. Okay. And they kind of have this common bond. I love it. And they fall for each other really deeply. And then he messes up. Men. Men. Especially young (laughs) men. Especially (laughs) when they're young. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. And so the next book is Twice Broken. Okay. And it is um, 17 years later. She is a successful um, writer. Her name is Mariah Kingsley. Oh, wait. Oh, that's a right. familiar name. <laughs> right? And I love it. She, and she's writing all these books, and she's at a book conference. There's a long line waiting on her. And then all of a sudden, the man from her past shows up. And what is he doing at the book conference? He just he wants to have dinner with her. Oh, so he he's hunted her down. Okay, we're getting into spoiler territory here, y'all. But yeah, <laughs> okay. So we started with the Broken series. That's a trilogy. And what's the third one called? Um, for, so it's once broken, twice, twice broken. broken, forever broken. And I'm currently writing Never Broken. Oh, forever and never. T- My gosh, I am digging this so much. I can't wait to. I did click. I have Once Broken on my Kindle. Okay. <laughs> I just haven't picked it up yet because I'm trying to catch up on all these other books that I've got to get done. Um, if you get to Forever Broken, because okay. you have my phone number, I have a, I have a rule. Okay. You may not call me after midnight. Okay. But I can call you at uh, 1157? Yeah. You can call me at 11.57. <laughs> but you wake up at 4 in the morning, you told me, when we were... Yeah, you can call me at 4 in the morning, but... Yeah. So, well, no, I can't because that's three in the morning for me, and that would not be happening at all. Whenever and and or I don't know what time it would be. I, if it's before seven thirty Eastern time, it can't happen. Okay, okay, I can I can understand that. Woo, yeah, no, okay, wow. So yes, once broken was the sponsoring book. That thank you again, Mariah, for sponsoring last week's episode. Really appreciate that. No let's move on to. Daywalker Revenge. Oh, Daywalker's Revenge. Okay, so <laughs> this is the most important thing. Okay. You, do, do you want to say this before the book description or after? You can, uh, you can start with the book description. Go ahead, because okay. I don't have it in front of me. Okay, yeah. I printed it, because I'm a nerd. Okay. Right, we have that nerd thing in common. Okay. We do. <laughs> we do. All right, here we go. Daywalker Revenge, Rise of the Dreads ser- Dread series. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> My only weakness, sorry, I got to say that again. (laughs) The only weakness my mother had was loving the wrong man at the wrong time. For that, she paid with her life. That choice she made destroyed my life and put me on this journey of revenge. I survived losing my mother and sister, but I would make the man she loved pay, and there was nothing that would stop me. My father had many demands of me. Travel the nation and gather the information to strengthen our kingdom. I needed to marry a woman I could barely stand for for the sake of my people. I was determined to fulfill my duties to the kingdom no matter the cost until I saw her standing there like she owned the place. The sound of her voice plagued my nights and I counted the hours until I could see her again. I knew it was wrong, forbidden even, but she was the only thing I ever wanted for myself. One look, one smile, and one touch changed the trajectory of four lives. Was love enough or would the past get in their way? The story of Ara and Tigran is book six in the Rise of the Dread series, a dark romance that will set your heart aflame and invoke desires you never thought you'd had. <laughs> you did okay. really good on that. Well, thank you. You did really good with that. I need, to, I need you to read all of my. <laughs> well, thank you. So the first paragraph was our heroine, and the second paragraph was our hero. Yes. So the first part was, is that Ara? 
Ara. And then the second one with my father in the kingdom. That part is Tigran. Mm-hmm. All right. So those are our two characters. But the blurb said, or the book description said four. So who else? Myrtle. Myrtle. I love it. Okay. And the queen. Woo-hoo. Okay. So, so tell um, me more. What's the plot? What are my tropes? What am I getting into? Your inspiration for the story. Very honest. This, when I got into this world, I was, um, Mikhail Wilson is a very good friend of mine. He's also a USA Great Best-Selling Author. And he was like, oh, Mariah, you got to do this. It's it's a shared world. I had never done shared world. Um, it's 22 um, people of color. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah, okay. And it's it's fantasy or okay. dark romance. So it's dark, dark romance, fantasy romance. Right. It's a different world, a different time. We had so many restrictions. Oh boy. It's so many restrictions and, I, and I'm not used to like working in a very oh. confined place because it's not my idea, it's someone else's. So it's this a, is the first time you've ever been part of a, a thing yes. like this? Yes. Okay. Okay, okay. so let's get that understood. Yeah. Um, so me and the the creator of the dreads, we had these long conversations, and he was like, "Mariah, you can't do that. Why not?" It, he was like, "You just mess up the whole story if you could just." I was like, "We we could just bomb them oh. and call it." <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, it was that. Yeah. So I, I had a yeah. lot of restrictions, but it was once I got like midway. It was a flow okay. to it. Gotcha. Um, I wouldn't say it's dark because I read Y.D. Lamar's book. That's dark. Whew. If you like dark, and it's yeah. a plug and it's free, but Y.D. Okay. Lamar writes dark like I've never ever. Yeah, if you want no light at all, you can't figure, like I can't figure out why you think he cute. That's Y.D. Lamar. Okay. So I'm not as dark as her. Okay. Good to know. Um good. My story is probably going to be the lightest in the whole series. Because everybody else is fire and brimstone dark. And I'm like, hey, love me. Please pick me. (laughs) And they're like, no, Mariah. No. Kill me. So you're like the cupcake of the world. I am the cupcake of the book world. <laughs> oh, with sprinkles. Okay, I love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but again, it's different from what I write. So if you're into sure. what I do, I do um a lot of forgiveness. I do a lot of um getting emotional, and there was okay. not really a lot of over emotional stuff. I I hit you with some stuff in there, but yeah. Without giving away any spoilers, Tigran is the nephew of the queen. Okay. And he tr- she treats him as her son because she has no children. Okay. And she tells him that you must marry this woman, Myrtle. But he, she doesn't tell him why. And the okay. moment he sees Myrtle, he is disgusted by her. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like, Myrtle. Whoop. <laughs> She fall out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on her. Every way down. branch going down, and not just ugly on the outside. She dark. She ugly on the inside too. So that made it even worse. Oh, that's see. That's the that's the hardest one. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm sorry. Ara is this beautiful, <laughs> confident woman, and she has a route. radiates. Everything. Yeah, and he meets her the same day he got. He figures out he has to marry her. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, man. It's not even a choice. (laughs) Yeah. And so Ara has this secret. She knows that this one person killed her mother. And she is convinced of that. Okay. She learns that maybe she don't know everything. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't want to. I was just about to say, let's not get too spoilery. That's about (laughs) it. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I, I, I like love it. this. So it's, it's more like on the mafia dark side, not like super dark. It's not super dark. 
Whitey Lamar is super dark. Lauren Hart super dark. Mikhail Wilson super dark. And there are me, people who love that, and and that is awesome. I'm so glad that there are readers for that because yeah, me. Y'all, I did the best I could with dark. I was like, I'm the prey. I can't kill nobody else. <laughs> oh, so how were you inspired to write this story? I mean, so it was just kind of dictated from the world or like um, did something, did you hear a song somewhere or you just marinated on it in the bathtub with the bubbles and then boom, because bubbles, right? We're not the dark romance. Okay. So go ahead. I just, <laughs> I just started writing and I let the characters dictate where they were going. So were you given the characters of Ara and Tijan? No, I got to I got to pick my own characters. I got to pick okay. what world I was in because this this world has seven nations. Okay. So you can okay, be okay. in any nation. So there's daykeepers, there's um the Intel Nation, there's the Giant Nation, and they're all connected this one way. The problem gotcha. is they're all about to face a war that none of oh. them are prepared for. Oh boy. Okay. Right. So, that, so, so season we had season one. We're in Dread season series one. Is, the Dread series is season one. You don't meet the dreads until the very last book. Okay. And so season two is going to be what? The rise of the dreads. Oh wait. Okay. So I thought this was rise of the dread series. Yeah, but you don't get to the rise of the dreads until like book twenty-two. Like in my okay. book, I have foreshadowing in it to let you know that they are coming. They're coming. Gotcha. Now, and now I see why all the restrictions they put on you. Okay. Yeah, they're coming. You don't know who they are. We, I mean, the writers know who they are, but Good. you don't know who At they are. Knows. Right, somebody <laughs> knows. <laughs> but okay. you don't know when, what's the big deal and why they hate these people so much. I touch on that in my book a lot. Okay, awesome. And yours is the sixth one in the series and they should be read chron- chronologically or yes. they can jump in and watch and read any of them and there okay so there the rule is each mm-hmm. book has a plot point um okay. that everyone must hit their plot point and okay. here's the thing that plot point could be a conversation that someone vaguely had okay. but the readers won't know that was a part of the plot until they okay. get further in so they should start with book one they should start with book one book one introduces the world and the games that's important okay well so that would be super important yeah 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 i can totally see that yeah so how did you how did you get connected with this you had you said you had one call one uh author friend yeah and he was like you gotta do it it's outside your comfort zone and i and i put on facebook i was like um next year it was like um my next year's plans because Mm -hmm person i plan stuff six months in advance six months to a year in advance everything is planned i love you <laughs> I, I need to start flying by the seat of my pants every once in a while but um i said i need something to challenge me yeah and that's how it came up it was like oh you gotta meet this person and talk to them and that's how it came about it came about i was oh, just needing something different i love so, um, the, this world you said is not complete. How many books are out of this 21 book series? I'm book six. Right. Um, there should be a book come. If it's not out already, it should be coming out in the next week or two. Okay. Each okay. book is about, mm, it went from 45 to 100K. Wadi Lamar wrote 100. There was a cap to this. It couldn't be over 100K. She wanted it to push it to 150, and we were like, no. Oh, my gosh. That is epic. Yeah, but she writes 150,000 words in six days. In six days? Six days. It's, she's Long, a monster. No. Yeah, that, that, wow. That's both admirable and terrifying. Like, I, I don't even I know mean, how she sleeps. You got, I mean, that, that's not even time to take a shower. Although, good ideas happen in the shower, but. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of words in a day. She goes uh, to a keyboard a month. Literally, okay, she has to buy a new I keyboard. I never heard of that kind of rubric for how much do you write? I, oh my gosh. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive. Okay. She crazy. Impressive. All right. Well, what is what is next for you? Um, Never Broken is next. Right. Yes. I, I have 10,000 more words left on that and I'm done. Okay. And then 
there is a book that is calling me. It is not on my it's not on my schedule. It's not on my schedule at all. Um, but it will not let me rest. So I have outlined it. Um, it's a troublemaker, huh? <laughs> it is, but it's a great story. And uh-huh. mm, I don't know. Might, I don't know. It might just it might just move it move in, huh? It might. But um okay. what I'm writing now is what's supposed to be next, supposed to be uh-huh. is a book called um it's about Charlene. It's in a in a a book that I wrote in a series that I wrote called um Their Lies and My Truth. Um so there's it's Their Lies and My Truth. Um then there's um If Tomorrow Never Comes. I haven't come up with the name for the third book, but it's about Charlene and okay. Chancellor. Okay. And that's my next project. But I haven't outlined it yet. Okay. So, but this other book is outlined and it's speaking to my, it's right here. It's right in okay. my head and it's going, please let me. Ask. And you, you got the, you got the good, you got the one you're supposed to do whispering this way and the one you're not supposed to do. Is yeah. Gotcha. And the one yeah. I'm not supposed to do is like, is nothing like me. It's, it's louder. New. It's new. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I, and it's so it's. Very different from what you do, right? I was going to ask you too. Would you do another uh, one of these shared world things, or do I you have think- another book in the shared world series coming out? Um, okay, same series, February of next year. Okay, so you enjoyed the challenge enough to redo it? Or I was crazy enough to do it again. <laughs> yeah, and I do believe that I'm supposed to be in season two. So yeah. Okay, yeah. that is awesome. So where can readers find you? Are you Amazon exclusive? Are you wide? Uh, do you sell? hand signed books on your website tell me all the things where can we find you where you hang out on socials i'm on facebook a lot more okay. than i should be so i, I love <laughs> facebook yeah um i go to book signing so i'll be a readers take denver which is a huge oh. event yeah um i'll be a readers take denver i have my own event um called social in the city it's very um social nice. in the city happens in houston every august okay. the last weekend of august of every okay. year um i have a partner okay. named Liam Hall, we work together all year to put it on social in the city. Um, I'm looking for authors. Hear that? Listen up, authors. Yeah, so socialinthecity.com. You can fill out an interest form, and we're looking for new authors. Um, you can find you if you want a book for me. All you have to do is type in Mariah Kingsley on Facebook. I have on a blue dress, and my hair is in pretty locks, and I'm not hard to find. Send me a message. I'll send you a book. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Amazon. Um, the only thing that's not Amazon exclusive is my best-selling um, books that's called um, Reaper's Son. So the okay. Son of the Reaper, War of the Reaper, King of the Reapers are, are okay. all um, on wide. Gotcha. Everything okay. else is Amazon exclusive. All right. For now. Okay, you readers can kind of get it, a whole bunch of stuff and then... yeah. That is yeah. awesome. And, oh, yeah, we were talking about how many series you have. So you have the Broken series. You have the Reaper's Sun series. I have Their Lives for My Truth. I have the one with I Call Him Daddy, too, which is a great book. Um, You have, like, five series? I have, like, five. One? Yeah. Five. Okay. Um, yeah. That's impressive. It's awesome. Yeah, and they're, and they're not all done. Um, I also write lesbian. So I know a lot of people does male-male, <laughs> but I do lesbian. And you have a website? MariahKingsley.com. Super easy. I love it. When, and my final question for you, what are you reading? Or do you have time to read? Six books, uh-huh. every, one book every six weeks and a whole mess of kids. My gosh. <laughs> um, I am an audio girl. Okay. And I am currently reading um, From Blood and Ash. Okay. The arm trout, yeah. Um, but. Yes. But. but. Um. My favorite book this year. You didn't ask. From tell me, tell me. No, no, no. I love that. This is this is great. So my favorite book this year is Kingdom of the Wicked, Kingdom of the Cursed, and Kingdom of the Feared by Kelly Monascalo. Okay. Best audible I've ever heard in my life. Best. It has. I'm gonna put that in the music. It has drama. It is the best book ever. I love that. I love that. I will definitely put that in the show notes as well. So that, and thank you for that recommendation. I'm always looking for 
books that like just blow people's minds and they can't wait to tell somebody about it. And I love that you just totally proved it because I didn't ask the question, but you insisted on telling me and that's a win. Yeah. So especially if you, if you're an audible listener, mm-hmm. it's a great series. Great good, series. Good, good. All right. Well, Mariah, thank you so much. And thank best, you best wishes for, uh, for Daywalker revenge and for all the ones coming out for never broken and the silent the book that won't shut up that wasn't supposed to happen Uh not this year no (laughs) awesome right thanks again and um i hope to see you again too all right thanks so much thank you Thanks again to Kata and Mariah for taking time out of their super busy days to sit down and chat with me. And many thanks to you for listening today. Remember to rate and review not just this podcast, but also the book you're reading right now. It helps other readers find great reads, just as your rating and reviewing this podcast helps other listeners find this show. I hope at least one of the books we talked about today piqued your interest. Head on over to Amazon or Kobo or Barnes & Noble, wherever uh, you do your romance book buying. Check out the books we talked about today. Explore the authors. Look at their backlist. And by all means, follow them uh, on your favorite buying platform, on Goodreads, on BookBub, on the socials, wherever you find them. (laughs) I will have those links in the show notes and on the website. Uh, And that's all for this episode. And here's your reminder, while looking for your next romance novel to devour, it's okay to check out the bestsellers, but keep your eyes open also for the not yet bestsellers. And if you find one, an amazing romance read, email me, tell me about it, maybe even come on the show. Thanks so much and happy reading.